Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm. Uh, I'm Ben. Just a quick editor's note. I don't normally do this. Monty tried introducing a soundboard to this week's episode, but he didn't actually connect it to anything. So we can hear it, but you can't. And instead of just pretending like this is all audible, I'm just going to leave it in because it makes Monty sound like an absolute psychopath. And I'm just like, this is your warning. So for the five or six times in this episode, the Monty just starts cackling like a madman. And we sound vaguely frustrated. Just pretend that he's playing like early morning radio sounds. Take my word for it. And uh, enjoy. But uh da da welcome to Fourth Times the Charm where Nanana Niche is Nanana Neat. I'm your producer Ben, alongside your DIC, wow. the director in charge, it's Monty. And Monty, have you, have you seen Matt? Have you seen Matt yet? We found Matt. We found oh Matt, my, guys. Oh my god, he's here! He came out! Yeah, yeah, him. I did. Matt, where have you where been? I was I was on I was standing in solidarity because the Directors Guild of America decided to not strike alongside the writers and the actors. So for the last two weeks as a director. I stood in, in their place in, in, in strike. <laughs> I'm going to refuse to react to any sound effects, but that's Sorry. what I was doing. And I was, I was, I was communing with nature, um, with a group of people, uh, in the woods. Uh, if, if you check the Instagram, uh, you will find a video of one of the most magical, I think experiences I've ever had in my life, which was, a group of about 20 to 25 people all watching a beautifully poetic sunset cascading over the Appalachian mountains. Uh, while a person unasked unprompted played the violin, or I guess in this instance to be the fiddle um, for everybody present to, to kind of play the sunset away at the end of a day. And it was occurring so on the final night we all had together. Um, I, so I, I, I genuinely and truly, um, am coming back from, you know, a, a transformative experience, um, and visiting a part of the country I've never got to experience as well. Wow. Well, that was beautiful, Matt. Thank you. Um, I had a beautiful I time. I was off on my wheel of fortune designated honeymoon, and we will be talking about that in more detail today, but Monty, since hit him you with brought a, up hit him sunsets, with a boring song. No, I'm cheering for him because it's his honeymoon. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, Monty. Monty also got a soundboard, everyone. I but really... since you mentioned sunsets, Matt, I yeah. need to tell you guys up front my, my biggest achievement of the whole trip. Mm-hmm. At the top of Haleakala Volcano was in it, Maui. Wait, is that the one that has the conservatory on top of it, too? There is a conservatory oh. on. T- well, well, it's a it's a U.S. Air Force like conservatory. I, so like you can't access. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But it's there. But I, I'm I'm I bring it up because I think we went to the same uh, observation place for the sunset sunrise. Probably it is it is the fourth uh, Times best the charm. Uh, dark night sky in yeah. the world. Okay, then yes. Um, <laughs> and so we went up there in the evening to watch the sunset genuinely like magical like truly just awe-inspiring the clouds look like they're in a pixar film like the the 
the the the hill peaks on top of the volcanic crater. It looks like you're on Mars or something. But my favorite thing is when this beautiful sunset sets below the clouds, down below the ocean line, and finally fully and completely disappears from existence. I started a round <laughs> of applause. Oh, did you really? For the sun. Nice. And people started clapping wow. with me. Oh, I, that's so cool. <laughs> I I don't I, I don't know. I that, that I think that one makes me a little upset. Why? <laughs> Rebecca was so annoying. Yeah, no, see exactly. Yeah, no, I'm with Re- oh. I, I haven't always been uh, fully eye to eye with Rebecca and I think she'd agree with me, but I in this instance, I am fucking fully I on started board. like a slow clap. And people from me were like, yeah, yay, that, the sun. I am enraged. I wanted I to wasn't give even everyone there. I wasn't even there and I'm me. upset. I wanted to give everyone around me the feeling of being in a movie theater and clapping when the credits come up on the most hyper-realized scale. And I don't think you can do it That's worse anything than- <laughs> more obnoxious than the sun. Wow. That is the most... I I describe a beautiful like gift that someone gave by choosing to play and share their art with a group of people, and you did that. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Monty. Monty! I really hope none of these audio cues are. I really up by Audacity. I really you are hope actually that being one. recorded. Surprisingly, on Audacity. Oh, you're not going to be able to ignore it now, Ben. <laughs> Don't worry. I editing is a powerful tool. Matt, where's Monty this week? What, I don't, where, where is he? I think he's on strike. Um, yeah, is Monty as, on strike? As, as part that's, of, that's as part of the catering know. department for the uh, uh, for the world, he's he's in standing in solidarity with the rest of the uh, writers and actors. Because isn't isn't yeah. a, isn't a caterer just a sandwich artist? Well, it depends. No. I didn't say I serve sandwiches to you guys. Yeah, he's our shea butter, Matt. He graduated from that. Nah, shea butter. He's still he's he's still catering in my heart. No. You know, Matt. Well, after after you not showing up for the last two weeks. Yeah, on, you mean while I was on strike. Monty's actually been promoted. Ooh, I disagree. Monty. Damn, where's the drum roll one? <laughs> Yeah, right. He's That's taking, up to you, dude. He's taking this from you. <laughs> because uh because Monty I'll do the is now the cinematographer oh. of Fourth Times the Charm. Okay. Ooh. I can I can I can I can support that I, that notion. Yeah. So now that we have a producer, a director, and a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. We're golden, baby. Yeah, uh, so well, what th- else could happen? Yeah, what else could happen? Uh, so this week, y'all, is kind of a, a, another nothing week. Uh, we are what? working on changes. Yay! Okay. Over changes. our summer break here at 4th Times the Charm. But coming up next week is going to be one of our biggest episodes of the year. It is the mid-year roundup. Ba-ba-ba-ba! Good lord, that's a giant fly. Jesus Christ. It's actually... Are you keeping dead bodies in your house again? No, dude, this fly's massive. (laughs) I thought your cats were supposed to eat them. Holy shit, my cat's asleep. Come wake his ass up, he's not doing his job. (laughs) 
Damn, that was a huge fly. It was like an inch long, bro. What the it's, heck? Do you that's like? What is it? She said. Do you guys like keep your doors open or something like that, or windows? No, they just, like, we sneak leave in. a door cracked open on the patio. Oh, uh, no, I don't. To let I, the, I, I don't do outside. that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Eh, you, well, you make do with AC what you can broken with too? <laughs> we live in california like interior indoor ac is a suggestion hmm. it's gonna like, become more have and more unit. important yeah matt's matt's been in this apartment he suffered your apartment oh. was, was actually relatively like Wait, i don't I think the ben temperature was a problem too i didn't know yeah, he lives Monty, in LA. I, live in, I live in los angeles if Ben if Ben lived in a house, that would mean that his significant other was making seven figures. Jesus. More or less, yeah. No, no, yeah, it would no, I it would mean like that California it, is like super expensive. Yes, it it would mean that we have an income of like a household income of about half a million dollars. Yeah, is really what you need to have a house. Out well, here. and especially for your age, you know, like like a like a like a twenty eight to 29, 29 year old in los angeles today owning a house like some shit's got it either your parents are you know supporting your endeavors or something else is going on that's right uh but anyway so we are introducing a few formatting changes so this is sort of the last of our summer break episodes so don't get too used to it um but yeah I, i feel like i had uh the most uh, unique week of the last. I mean, Matt has has been undercover, but we really can't go too deeply into that. No, that is, um, that is non-podcast related conversation. Yeah, uh, and you'll so just what have I to will get say, to know me personally to find out the answer to what that means. So what I will say, having been on a TV show and having won this trip, I feel like I'm well qualified to talk about Maui and. My Maui, big wowie. initial takeaway from Maui, my like niche takeaway. I'm not su- sure how niche it is, but I think well, it's it might be not discussed enough. There is a lot of racial tension in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't really talk about it because Hawaii is a tourism industry, mm. but it is very complex mm-hmm. in that because they don't talk about it, certain places are able to get away with more than they probably should. Like a winery we went to. We're starting off fucking hot. (laughs) Yeah, we are. A winery we went to has a timeline on its wall of the founders of this winery, winery, like of this plot of land. Mm -hmm. And it's all these white dudes. (laughs) And we're trying to figure out because it's like in the 19th century. We're like, we're like, where's the Hawaiians? We realized that these were the business owners who were on the side of the people that ended up overthrowing mm. the, the king, people. the king and queen of Hawaii in the late 19th century. Yeah, and they yeah, don't mention yeah. that at all. So I, can I, can I, I, I want to share something, a, a connection <coughs> since you shared something connecting to, uh, uh sunset uh sunset spent well so when uh they're at the event that i was at that i I will not name um there was a uh there was an evening of like uh people sharing their art 
you know, and all the different art they have made and, and, and performed. And the last person to go up uh, was going to sing like a, a song that was culturally representative of the area we were in. Right. You know, like great, okay. great idea. Um, this person opens their presentation of the song they're going to sing by talking about how when they Googled um, the area we were in, which was uh, Wilton, um, uh, New Hampshire, um, that the local website for the town uh, says the history of the region started in the 1708. Um, and that there was no earlier history or any people who ever lived there that prior to the 1700s. That's okay. So it was like abandoned or something? Or there no, was no, just no. nobody there? Uh, no, Monty. I, they, um... Monty, you sweet summer you child. Sweet, uh, th- this is what we call, and I mean, hey, as a Canadian, you can be proud for your country being very good at this. Um, it's called cultural erasure, cultural erasure of the indigenous people's history, um, oh, by presenting gosh. it as if there was no history besides the history of the white settlers who existed there, because prior to them being there, there's no way there could be a history for this region of the world. Like. How could you think? Yeah, even if there were savages there, it's not like they knew how to write. Am I right, guys? Yeah, it's not like they had a written language, a culture, you know, all of, you know. <laughs> who would have thought? The only thing that goes deeper than culture is fire. I never, I wanted to go to the Hawaii. My wife went, she said it was fine. There's a lot of Japanese so, and, and stuff like that. So Okay, so here's here's <clears throat> the lay of the land as I see it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hawaii nowadays, the people are marginalized, but it's getting better. Mm -hmm. There weren't programs in place to guess, just guess. When was teaching of the Hawaii language introduced as a mandatory part of their school system in Hawaii? Last year. No, no. Four years ago? Okay, you guys have really ruined this. It, it's 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 the nineteen nineties. It's still pretty awful. Oh, that's that's yeah, really that's bad. bad. Yeah. Like it wasn't until you know, like the seventies in in eighties that people were more readily a- available to like actually express their Hawaiian identity and have it not be some sort of slapstick background performance that you see in a movie. Mm. So and I like what 50 happened, first dates. <laughs> yeah, so you see while you're driving around Hawaii stuff like the sugarcane train Ooh, and yeah. the abandoned sugarcane factory. And they're presented like these, whoa, isn't this fun? Like there's the sugarcane restaurant. Mm. And then you realize that when the Queen of Hawaii was overthrown in 1893... That the sugar plantations, which destroyed a lot of the natural environment, Mm -hmm. employed Hawaiians more or less as slaves. Sort of like mining towns. Yeah. Jeez. And they sold a bill of goods to any Japanese or Filipinos who wanted to move over to Hawaii. And once they got there, they kept them there. It didn't matter how much money you saved up. They weren't letting you leave. So it's slavery with extra steps. That's More the American less. way. And then 
once the sugarcane plantations slowed down and were put out of business and people are like, isn't this great? Those same marginalized people go, well, I mean, that's what I've done my entire life. What am I supposed to do for a job now? Mm, that sounds depressing. Sounds Jeez. like Hawaii. So I just found it interesting. And now there's this new generation of Hawaiians. So the Hawaiians who grew up in the 80s and mm-hmm. the 90s, and they're a lot more open and welcoming to people. Yeah. But you can't just, you know, wave away the generations of hatred pushed towards the older Hawaiians. And a lot of them still visibly show that. Um, and so, I like, this wasn't an overwhelming facet of the mm-hmm. trip for us. But it was something that we sort of piece, like we sort of peeled away at piece by piece because we tried to do a lot of the cultural enrichment activities. Yeah. We tried to talk to a lot of the locals. Try to, you try and, you tried to be a, the, the right kind of tourist, the one yeah, who, and there and, to engage in the culture. Yeah, and anyone that you actually talked to and you got to know, they were all extremely friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, the our, our hotel, they hosted a lot of, like, uh, uh, bamboo stamping. Oh, that's They cool. taught, like, hula stuff. And, and the people who worked at the cultural center were really kind and really open, and they really yeah. appreciated people learning about, you know – even if it's touristy, like these are actual aspects mm-hmm. of Hawaiian culture that people, you know, don't actually know about like yeah. the how or the why behind these things. They just know that. Um, it is. Yeah. But if you just see someone walking down the street, there is a level of resentment because, mm-hmm. you know, they need you to live, but they'd rather have you not here. I learned yeah. a lot of this, by the way, from the guy on my chocolate tour. <laughs> what? So there's this uh, new-ish chocolate company in Maui. I I think it's like Maui Chocolates. It's something really simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we were the only two people who signed up for the tour. So this guy named Tim, he was like, hey, dudes, you guys are the only ones on the tour. So uh, let's go. So we went to this cacao farm that they have where they have like three or four different types of beans they're growing. They grow the beans there. They do the whole chocolate process there. We had a chocolate tasting. It was delightful. And throughout the whole time, he's talking to us about the island of Maui and Hawaii in general. Uh, and it was it was really insightful and informative. He told us how the chocolate farm came about because they reused the irrigation that they made, that, that they set up for the sugarcane plantations mm-hmm. to help grow the cacao beans. And I thought it was really interesting that this company, much like most of the companies on Hawaii, really focus on sustainability to the point to where they make it seem easy. Like if oh, you think sustainability is hard, talk to a Hawaiian and they'll make it seem like for a business to be sustainable is as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> I know that in a lot of cases it's not, but I mean, uh, I think it was Maui Brewing Company within the next three years, they're actually going to be carbon negative. Because they're installing a machine that's going to take in CO2 from the atmosphere that they'll use to carbonate their sodas and beers. Like, that's badass. Yeah, that's really cool. That's pretty cool. That's genuinely impressive. Yeah. Uh, One of the odd eccentricities over our um, uh, chocolate guide, Tim. Uh, By the way, has anyone ever had chocolate fruit before? Like, the actual fruit? 
Yeah, like the fruit around the cacao beans. Yeah, yeah. I had it when I I did when I was a kid, but uh, when I was in Africa. So I had it, and it tastes like ten percent chocolate yeah. and like ninety percent passion fruit. It's really Ooh. good. That's pretty it's tasty. Re- I've had the yeah. thing I recently had was um, straight coffee fruit. Like I can't remember the name Ooh. of it, but just the fruit. And I, I somewhat they this uh, company was selling a soda made from the fruit. And then I also found the fruit itself at a specialty market. Um, it was interesting. It was bitter, but it was cool. Like it, it was, it was an interesting flavor. Yeah, this one they uh, they didn't add anything to it, but they like froze it a bit to turn into like a sorbet. Ooh, really good stuff. They they had a wide variety of chocolates. They found in Brazil in the jungles. They just found a random crop of cacao beans. And they're just like, sure, we'll just, we'll just keep these plants here and keep taking beans from them. And so they sell that chocolate just from a random part of the Brazilian rainforest. <laughs> like, really cool stuff. Anyway, Brazilian one of the excent. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> one of the eccentricities of Tim is he had a tattoo of the local cavateria. Okay. Okay. Matt and Monty, what is your experience with kava? K-A-V-A. Kava. I've I've heard about it as like a uh like a naturally occurring like an inebriant that you can just consume. Okay. That's, Monty. That's it. Like an extract or beverage or something like that. So I think they have that in Taiwan. That's why. So we went to Paya. Or paella, which is which is the local uh, hippie town on okay. Maui. Their words, not mine. Yeah, it's like the Eureka, California of Hawaii. Yeah, and we see a kava bar, and we step inside, and there's this woman who kind of looks like she's on meth. Wait, what did you know about it when you stepped into <laughs> okay. that bar? Nothing. Okay. I knew nothing about it. So you just so, saw a place but, called Kava Bar, and you're like, let's go there. Yeah, well, well, my wife is like, oh, look, there's a Kava Bar next door. This is a thing people are known for. I'm like, she's a rocket scientist. She's She's, she's got this. She's got to know what's going on. She's right? got this. Yeah. So we go inside, and, and there's this extremely emaciated woman. There's an elderly woman who's, like, tossing books about Kava at me. Oh, cool. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. And this woman's like, would you like some kava? It makes you feel good. And Rebecca's <laughs> like, is are, is this a drug? And she's like, no, it feels good. Wait a minute. <laughs> it <feels good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a drug. It just makes you feel like you're high. Yeah, so she's like, it's, like a, boost, it's a naturally like a occurring blah, blah, blah. And so they have their rituals where they hold it over your head and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. You better have uh, done the ritual. Okay. The the first time right. I had it, I didn't really feel much. Rebecca felt maybe a bit of something. The second time when we went to the more professional cavateria. Wait, okay, so you went to the first one and it was like fine. It was just like odd. Cause like okay. everyone around you is like a chakra mystic rock person, yeah. right? So you're like, this is bullshit. It all has a, a, a flare of like snake oil. Of like placebo effect. And I'm looking at these books and it's like the source is like, you know, God's Rocks, yeah. page 273 by 
Mikhail Wittenstein. You know, it's like it's like not real yeah. things. But the second time we go, I decided to get the most powerful kava on the menu. Let's go. Right? <laughs> so you're I, tripping I balls. drink like six <laughs> ounces of this kava. What's, yeah, which what's it, like a it, normal kava dose? I, I, it seemed to range between like four to six ounces was. Okay. Or like 12 ounces if you want a lot for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you could also get bowls and share with people. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So I have this and it sort of tastes like grassy collagen water. Ooh. Rebecca thought it was oh. pleasing me less so, but, mm. uh, but I mean, it, I mean, it was perfectly cromulent tasting and I drink it. And in about five minutes, I feel kind of different. Like I, I like, I definitely feel different. And at this point, I'm like, it didn't work the first time. This is placebo. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. This does nothing. Yeah, this is this is just some like yeah snake oil salesman. So stuff. so yeah. I drink this just to be like drinking something, yeah. but I drink enough to where I actually feel it, and it is a high. Okay, Ooh. it's like it's like uh, if you've had CBD oil. Yeah. Like to to like loosen a, a muscle or to like get rid. It's sort of like that. It, it's more than that, but it's less than a high from like from like weed. Have or you something. have you Ben? Have you ever had kratom or kratom? Okay, no. Okay, no. We we asked people there about that and they were like oh if you want to get really fucked up do some kratom oh really kratom whatever yeah i mean they they, they were like that's the heavy duty shit man you'll wake up and you won't know where you were god that's a big fucking fly jesus christ i i I, i've done why is that fly so fucking big (laughs) oh god i've had make out his fucking eye plates i've had kratom before because it's legal and perfectly sellable, and it it does not. It's, it's not that. <laughs> okay, well, I can't speak for that because we didn't have any of that. We'll we'll, we'll do some kratom next time you're in town, and you can. But compare. I like how we've pronounced it six different ways. Yeah, to, I to mean, just as cover our be. bases. So Kratom. All I'm saying is that kava does something. It did make me feel more relaxed. It made me feel like, and if you know Ben, that's a real that's a real challenge. Like if I was like if if ten is like blackout drunk, yeah, and like a five is like I'm I'm nice and like loose, like no more than loose. Like I'm I'm like I'm a little staggery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cruising. I was at like a three. Oh, so my yeah. mental faculties weren't affected at all. Okay. But it was like my brain sort of felt like it was on a pillow. Sure. Like yeah. That's a good way of describing it. You know? Like, it, w- and so it's like when you hear the description of someone being high, like you legitimately felt elevated. Yeah, Ooh. sort of. Like I had a light blanket covering me mentally. That sounds kind of nice. It was. It also sound, and it that's also sounds the weird thing. Because I'm like, I'm a cynical person. What? No. If it worked, <laughs> if it did something for me, 
It's got to be real to an extent, but if it is, well, then why a, is no one talking about this? Because it's a drug. <laughs> but it's it's FDA legal. It's FDA approved. Well, Ben, it sounds like you need you're ready to start a new uh, a new there's industry only, in the United States. There's only <laughs> one kava bar around Los Angeles. Okay. It's not even like in LA. It's like the outskirts. That makes sense. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe the maybe the high isn't like very desirable after like a while. Maybe it has like a fall off. But I mean, this bar was packed. But wait, it wait, was wait. How long does it? People. How long does the high last? It lasted for me about for like a ten dollar drink. It lasted for me a good like half hour, forty five minutes. Oh, that's okay. pretty mid. That's pretty mid. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I, maybe it's just like doesn't have the longevity enough to really like be popular. But it's like, but it's meant for a social gathering. So if you bring like six people there and you guys get like a giant vat of kava and you're sitting around and drinking, it's going to be really relaxing for like two hours. Especially if you, drink you get a like a pizza in from next door or something. Ooh, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> sounds like it sounds it sounds like Ben's really craving some kava right now. I think he's. It, it just to confounds it. me. It just did, confounds me because it works. Did the kava speak to you? It, it works though. Like, I, well, it sounds like, like it really I don't know how works. to reconcile that. I mean, you you took a like, drug you, and the drug did you was get effective. Any, like, did you get right, any munchies it's, or it's anything a, like that? Like, does it no, make you hungry? No, it just felt just, good. Okay, so it's kind of like the way you put it. It sounds like. It's the uh, it's like a mellow version of a coffee. Like if you were to drink it like mid. Yes, that is a perfect way of saying. It. It's yeah. like the opposite of coffee. Okay. Wait. So it's so, downer, so. so it's a downer then. So it doesn't <clears throat> yeah. like make you feel energized. Like could you could it you makes have, you feel relaxed? Could you have eight ounces of kava and then like do like some yard work? Yeah. All right. What? Okay. All right. That's I mean, like. It's meant for like chilling and relaxing. Yeah. Like, oh, my sec. How about like, do you drink it cold or how do they serve it to you? Like, uh, is it like a tea cold, or colder? Okay, so like it a was chilled kind of room temperaturey, but they do mixed drinks too, where it's chilled. They mm. they don't serve it hot at all. Do they ever serve it like with other stuff added to it? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm ask. saying. Yeah, they have they have cava tails. Oh, like with mm. alcohol? No. Oh, okay. I mean, you could. I'm sure you could. So I, I'm just surprised that I've never heard of this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is and surprising. And, and, and in today's world, where everyone is anxious and sad and depressed, I'm, I feel like someone could really cash in on this with the right amount of I money. Mean, it sounds like that we're talking to the guy who's going to do that. <laughs> oh, really? Where's the Where's the two million dollars I need to open a business in LA? We can talk about that off air. Yeah. Well, I just found uh, uh, there's a kava place in Taiwan called Konzi Konzi Kava. So maybe I'll go try it out when I go. Yeah, next year. please do. <laughs> See, the word of mouth is already starting, Matt. I'm, 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 I'm the here. one who's telling you you need to start a company. You're the one telling me, oh, it's not going to work out. <laughs> By the way, I saw God while I was in Maui. What was his name? Uh, I I didn't ask, uh, but he was a turtle. <laughs> what? I think I named him Steve, actually. How do you know the turtle was God? So, you know, 
you know how sometimes you just have a really traumatic experience? Yeah, like childhood. But then, like, <laughs> something really good happens right in the middle of it, and you're like, this is the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Just because yeah. you're, like, already on, like, the edge of snapping. Yeah, I think you, you've already been pushed so far that when the good thing happens, it's, like, genuinely, like, a yeah. moment of yeah. exaltation. So, so, <laughs> so Rebecca taught me to swim. Oh, did you like actually a, learn how to swim finally? Like, like a year ago. I didn't but know you like, swim. He can't. But oh. like, he also has never had. But a like, her version of of Ben knows how I to swim like is like doesn't matter. He's never had one. That's the problem. But my uh, Rebecca's version of Ben can swim is like I can doggy paddle for like twenty seconds. That's something. Which which is something. something. Yes. Yeah. And then Rebecca's like, we're going to go snorkeling. And I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, okay, but like, but like, I can't swim. And she's like, you can swim. You can swim. Isn't it salt water anyway? So you'll be floating anyways. It's very, Monty, you've obviously never seen me in a physical situation. (laughs) Okay. Because you're asking the wrong questions. You're making a lot of assumptions about, about Ben being able to do things. I think yeah. great things of Ben. That's why I'm thinking that. Well, yeah, Thank no, you, you can think great <laughs> things. Doesn't mean too great. Right. Too great. <laughs> so what happens here is we we get in the boat. Rebecca went ahead in advance mm-hmm. and got me a snorkeling vest. Aww. It is not floaties. Yeah, it's floaties. Cool. It's not floaties. <laughs> floaties are things that go on your arm, okay? Uh-huh. This is... A this snorkeling vest. Personal assistant. <laughs> if you type in floaties, device. it's not going to show up. It's it's a device. It was a that snorkeling helps you vest. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, snorkeling vest. It barely it. needed to put any air in it. Uh-huh. Like that's how little air there was. Wow. So we get started, and you have your they decide on. it'll be fun to turn the boat. Everyone's on to speed it up to like fifty miles an hour. Well, of course. Okay, so I'm already panicking because we've been on this boat for like 10 minutes and it's still going 50 miles an hour. And I was not prepared for this. Yes, as it should be. We park next to this beach where sea turtles like to beach. Okay. They go, don't touch the fucking turtles. Okay. Yeah. The turtles so said that? <laughs> every, yeah, the turtles said that. They're very so, articulate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everyone is outfitted with uh, they give everyone a pool noodle to help them look down while snorkeling Mm -hmm. no no like full-on diving allowed and so they give me the little thing and so i'm in the ocean Mm -hmm. i see in one island in the distance and everything else around me is blue ocean so i'm like I'm probably going to die in yeah. the next, like, 20 minutes. I'm going to sink into the ocean and never come back. Yeah, I'm going to sink into the ocean. Bless Rebecca's heart. Do you, she's are you not sure? just swimming. You don't she's have... not just swimming for herself. She is swimming for me. <laughs> I, 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 do find well. it, I do find it impressive, again, that I did get you to jump off a boat once. Yeah. In retrospect. You, yeah, I got banned. No, like, but he didn't know how to swim. You almost killed your best friend. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Matt would have saved me. Yeah, I would have laughed a little bit, but then I definitely... He's a big, strong boy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so anyway, we we plunge our heads into the water. And the first time you look at the ocean, 
with your like the first time you see it submerged mm-hmm. underwater is an indescribably magical thing. Yeah. I I remember Matt telling us on the podcast that music is is like enjoying music is the closest you can get to God. Yeah. And well, I, I always felt a little jealous because I was because like I don't have the same connection to music that Matt does. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was losing out on that. And then I, I dip my head underwater and I see this completely alien world to me with its own fish, with its own ecosystems. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. And it was well, so question, in, question here. How, yeah. How deep was it? Like, I'm just curious. I, I mean, here it was like probably. 30 to 50 feet deep. Ooh, maybe, okay, okay. Maybe a bit like you can see the bottom. Yeah. But the bottom's murky. Oh, but um, it's clear all, all the way down, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean it's in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. So so I guess maybe deeper than that. But anyway, like seeing a whole different world, it hits different than seeing it on TV. Yeah. Because on TV, like there's still a level removing you from it. Whereas here you look down and it's oh my god. There's a, it's like, it, it's the feeling that you get if you realize that like mole people were living under the surface. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, like mm-hmm. oh, I didn't think this was real. Yeah. It's like, you didn't recognize it was real. And we see these fucking sea turtles swimming around under the ocean, mining their own business. And oh. they are goddamn magical. You know, it'd be cool if they served you kava while you're diving. Yeah, I thought I, man, Monty, I was really worried what you were gonna say there. (laughs) Wait, wait, run it back. What did you think he was gonna say? I thought you were gonna say turtle soup. Oh yeah, just because I'm Asian, that's racist, man. (laughs) God, (laughs) yeah, you racist. I'll take that L. All right, yes, Matt. Oh no, I don't know. I got completely derailed by Monty making a racist (laughs) statement about eating turtles. I lost my train of thought utterly there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just watching this turtle dude, and I waved at him, and he waved back at me oh. with his flipper. You weren't high on kava, <laughs> dude. It was no, I was high off feeling like I was going to die, and all of a sudden so I plunged my like head. A dramatic amount of like fear and like concern. Yes. Exactly. And then then I see this turtle just swimming magically under the ocean without a care in the world. That is really beautiful. It was so beautiful. I I wish, Monty, that you can snorkel sometime. Have you called snorkel Monty? Oh yeah, yeah. I was taught that when I was in growing up in Taiwan because of the a lot of typhoons. So they they make the kids uh, go through uh, swimming. That's a much less majestic sounding like, form of snorkeling. I was going to say, like, I, I always wanted to go to Hawaii, but mm-hmm. it will be a while because my wife says she's been there twice. So. Ah, yeah, you can't go back. I really, I, I'm I'm sad this last, I mean, not necessarily sad, but um, last, uh, during COVID, we decided to take a vacation um, near the end of it. And one of the two, only two places that were open to tourists uh, was Maui and... Um, what's it called and st martin and since my parent my family and i had been to maui already we decided to go to st yeah, martin yeah i wonder which one you guys would have gone to well because we've already yeah we'd already been technically my parents had had already also been to st martin but i had never been there 
Um, and so we went there instead, but I, I wish we had gone back to it because Ben, you, you went somewhere that that's on my bucket list of places to go to, which was, um, the road to Hana. The road to Hana is like the land version of snorkeling. One more note on snorkeling. The second out of two locations they took Mm -hmm. us to, the moment I put my head down, I saw we were in the midst of a school of fish that was swimming around us. Did you have to find Nemo? (laughs) No, we didn't find Nemo, but we did find Dory. Ah. Nice. I did did remember what I was going to mention, which was that uh, I remember like one of the most beautiful moments I experienced while snorkeling was when we were in St. Martin, actually Um, we didn't see like sea turtles, but when we pulled off into this bay off of the coast of uh, St. Bartholomew's we saw a pair, a couple of stingrays engaging in a mating ritual and two of the male, the two males that were there started fighting over who would get to mate with the female. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) It was really Who cool. Who won? Huh? Who won? The, there was one that had a little bit of black on his fin. He won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we, Beat the shit out of him. We basically, we like sat there for like 30 minutes just basically watching them like fight over who was going to get to have sex with this female stingray. <laughs> but it Fuck was really yeah. beautiful. How do, how do they fight each other? They kind of like swoop at each other. It's kind of oh. like, like birds or eagles fighting where they kind of just like swim really fast each other and whack into each other i guess that's fair that suck after a while (laughs) so uh yeah the road to hana um i don't know if i've ever seen so many like once in a lifetime things in like an eight hour period in my life yeah from the number of falls to the garden of eden that has all these plants lovingly placed Mm -hmm. in a way that you can like interact with and look at them up close it's also where you can uh can see the lookout point of the island that was used at the beginning of the lost world oh uh, jurassic park 2 yep and that's like one of the least impressive things on the road to hana (laughs) just for a point of reference yeah we saw you uh rainbow eucalyptus trees that's cool. Which are they're they're eucalyptus trees that, as they uh, as their bark peels off, it gives them the colors of like green and red and Whoa. yellow, and and so it's like this crazy multicolored look. It's like as the bark ages, it drastically changes colors from I think green to yellow to like an orange red. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, and it comes down in streaks, so it's like it's painted. <laughs> Uh, we went into a, uh, lava tube. Okay. Like there was just a carved out lava tube and just the way that the lava happened to cool has made it still accessible for people to walk into to this day. Okay. And there are species endemic to this one cave. Dude, let's fucking go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's shimmering. The entire tube is shimmering with bacteria that are eating the rock inside it. That's so cool. Yeah, it really fucking is. Would you go back? I agree with you. I'd go with you guys. (laughs) If we do a a trip. When when we have. You can only see it for the first time once. It's true. Right? So, like, when we have kids that are old enough, like, we'll probably do it again then. 
Can I but come? I, I, yeah, Uncle Monty. Come on, Uncle Monty. Um, but we closed out our trip in Hana. There's a national park that's technically on the volcano, but it's the opposite side from okay. what's accessible. And we spent the night on the edge of the volcanic rock overlooking the ocean. Oh. And it looks beautiful and it sounded beautiful and it was beautiful. With the exception of the fact that you cannot sleep while you're out there. Why not? Because Hana, the way the uh, weather works there, is all of the precipitation that heads towards Maui gets caught. Oh on the volcano on the one side yeah which means all the clouds focus on hana which is why it's a jungle which is why it's a a, why it's an actual legitimate rainforest And 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 the rest of the island isn't but because of that as opposed to getting 10 inches of rain a year sure on one side of the volcano the other side gets 400 inches of rain a year which means it rains every single night when the temperatures drop so it was really cool Mm -hmm. it was also a little terrifying yeah sounds mortifying yeah but like like at the time it was scary in hindsight it's really fucking cool you know now that now that we know we didn't die but also like you don't know how far you actually are from the waves Mm because the waves change yeah they're constantly ebbing and flowing in, so in actuality, we were far enough away from the ocean that it wouldn't have gotten close to us. But in your mind, when you can't yeah, when see the ocean, yeah. you're like, hmm, that sounds pretty loud. But, you know, you can look at the stars the whole time. It was Yeah, you can see amazing. the grandeur of space before you're crushed yeah. under the waves of death. Damn. Also, Sheldon Simeon's restaurant, Star Noodle, okay. the best noodles I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was on Top Chef or something. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Chef Leanne Wong, your restaurant sucks. Oh, damn. Everything's covered in oil. <laughs> oh, snap. I'm sorry, oh, girl. <laughs> it was like the it was like the only restaurant that was not fired. good in Maui. Yeah, well, you tell was, them. Was, was Leanne Wong's restaurant. Papaina. It was our first meal there, and it sucked, and everything else was great. Any, any other so. hot takes from your experience? Uh, sugar cane juice tastes great. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the slavery. Um, there was a yeah, woman you're, you're selling banana bread for that. out of her <laughs> SUV. Okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, lots of like side vans. Also, there was a chocolate stand on the side of the road where the dude just made his own chocolate out of like a trailer. Tasted pretty good. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, and just a lot of character, you know, all the people we interacted with were really cool out there. Um, it's just, I, I've never experienced a place that feels magical quite like like Maui does truly genuinely magical. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that was Tucker's take. (laughs) That that was the name of my old PW my old pro wrestling torch column i believe it it's the tucker take tucker's take take, yeah tucking it in for tucker take (laughs) oh man on tucker take we talk (laughs) and you take
<laughs> well, now, oh, as God. we're nearing the end, it's time to untuck a little bit. Oh, <laughs> oh I am unraveled. Midnight I'm, I'm horses, not sure if you gentlemen... Midnight Horses has stopped playing. <laughs> have, ...have anything you'd like to add this week. But if you don't, we do have some brass tacks for the next time we're joining yeah, I'm ready. you after... Our uh, mid-year roundup next week. I'm ready for some tax to be brassed. So, Matt, <laughs> yes, since that's me. you are the person who began this concept. I did. Beginning with our next traditional episode, we are each going to be... What's the right word? We're each going to be uh, forcing <laughs> each other. Requiring. We will be requiring one other person of the three of us to watch, listen to play, interact with something niche from our background. Okay. And Matt, just as you have been suggesting movies to me for the last several months. Yeah, it's true. What are you going to suggest to either Monty or I, to watch ahead of our next traditional episode. Well, for I, I think the most relevant recommendation is going to be one that I, I I attempted to levy your way in the past, and I think it's it's worth talking about. It's a uh, it, it goes in line with my theme of of wanting to repeatedly and aggressively talk about the music box of horrors, um, and that theme and that message is for the movie Blood for Dracula. The um, Andy Warhol funded and produced uh, Dracula film starting Uta Kier, directed and written by Paul Morrissey, released in 1974. And not Blood of Dracula. Not the 1957 film Blood of Dracula. Very different. That one doesn't have Udo Kier or a message about communism. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, it might have. Well, Did it have a message about <clears throat> communism in it? It's it's on. I can find it on like. On like, I can find Blood for Dracula on a Russian website. Monty, torrent Blood for Dracula for Ben, please. What? Oh, mm, you okay. should watch it too. <laughs> if I can find it, I believe in you. They they show. <laughs> I, I I gotta watch Udo Kier giggle okay. through the movie. So do we have, have it to... on DVD? Do they have sell it? Someone like okay. Blood of Dracula. No, no. Blood for Dracula. Blood for Dracula. Not Blood of Dracula. That's a very <laughs> different book. 1974. Yes. Okay. What if there's multiple 1974 Blood for no, Dracula? I don't. One. I think there's one. only one. Yeah, there's only one. I just Googled it. We'll see. All right. Uh, Monty, that means you need to suggest something to matt for matt <clears throat> well my my homework uh, still stands i still think uh matt would appreciate this film uh it is one of my favorite graphic novels the art is beautiful unfortunately i lost it and there's no print um oh but yeah i still want matt to watch from inside I shall watch that. 
Yeah. What's well, I mean, it's available online, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, the okay. the, the, the artist. Yeah, said, it's from Josh. Making sure. It's from John from Bergen. Inside? From Inside by John Bergen. All right. Well, that means Monty. I got it. I got you. Okay. My question for you. Question. Do I'm gonna give you an option. Okay. Do you want to watch something schlockier or something that's slower paced? So schlocky and fast paced or off the beaten path, strange and slow paced? Ooh. I'm guessing this is wrestling. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. I'm deliberately not going with a wrestling show to start. Oh, uh fast pace okay so i'm going to see if i can find a digital version of this online and if i can't i will just send you a copy of it okay one of in my opinion (laughs) no yes actually legally because i can't find a legal version i'm gonna have to (laughs) just buy it off of amazon legal version is the only way yeah (laughs) it is from the early 2000s, in my opinion, one of the greatest B-movies of all time in the sci-fi genre, Terminal Invasion. Ooh. Terminal Invasion. And if we have any John Carpenter fans yep, here. Yep, yep, Ooh, Mr. Bruce Campbell. That's right. 2002. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to really like it. Uh, if... If I remember it correctly, it's going to hold up really well. Ooh, well um, that's what you thought about. <laughs> the, the, that uh, is what I thought about Attack of the Killer the tomatoes. tomatoes. But I've seen this one more recently. Okay, okay. And I really liked it then. So, oh, so Terminal ben, Invasion. Ben, that made you guys watch yeah, no, yeah, We're not talking about Attack, ta- Attack, Attack of the, of the Killer, Killer Tomatoes, tomatoes here, okay? exclusively Ben's fault. Okay, I saw I saw God, and he waved at me, and he was a turtle, okay? And he told you to never watch that movie again. Yeah, and then he got caught in some fishing line, and someone <laughs> swam down and rescued him and, and took the line Stone. up, and, and then the dude kind of got in trouble with the, with the turtle people because they were like, well, we're supposed to go down and do that, but... You rescued him, so it's fine, and it was a whole thing. Hmm. But by that point, I was shaking uncontrollably and almost passed out from exhaustion. So <laughs> sounds like it was more that's fear a, than exhaustion. That that's a shoot too. It was it was. Have you ever like I was at the point where like my hands were numb, and they oh, were geez. also violently shaking. Holy fuck, dude! Yeah, that's not. Hey, did, I hear the salt water is good. Did you, did it help with your hand? Heal your hand completely? It didn't taste good. I'll tell you that. Oh, that. I <laughs> um, I don't know, but my hand's looking good, Daddy O. No, that's good. Yeah, the second yeah. degree burns I'll... on your hand are healing. Yeah, no, they're healed. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good sign. No scarring. Yeah. No nothing. No, I mean it's still red, but like it's a hand now. <laughs> you know yeah my my skin isn't sloughing off what like it nice. was good use of sloughing <laughs> yeah thanks. you must have been listening to the last podcast on the left recently no comment and it is time to wrap up the show um any parting thoughts matt monty what 
I'm excited for the mid mid year roundup. I hope all of you are ready to engage. It's good to get back to music. Yeah, it is. I'm excited to talk about some artists. Uh, I got a lot of niche things to talk about in the coming weeks. I'm excited to be back from my renewal experience. Um, I'm excited to talk about a novel for the first time on the podcast that Ben has also read. Um, what well, I'm currently reading. Yeah. And Monty, you better finish it too. I don't care if you don't like it. That's he didn't no, like the that's narrative. the responsibility me, that it's the responsibility asleep. that comes with cinematography being a cinematographer, Monty. If mm. you want to be a cinematographer, you got to do it. I've that's been listening rub. to it, and yeah, it, it's been putting me to sleep, so I haven't been paying just, attention. Just keep it up; it'll, it'll get better. <laughs> it I don't care, Monty. Book. I think it's a fantastic novel. Oh, All right, well, Monty, try. any parting, any parting <laughs> words? No, I think it would be fine for us <laughs> this way. And uh, yeah, it was pretty. I'm glad that everyone's back, and. I'm happy to hear everyone's voices again. So, oh, so well, we're happy you know, to hear I, your I, voice again too, Monty. I was so close to you. I, know. I was just over the border. You showed me on the map. You were like just like right there. I was, I was less than a three. Uh, I was less than a three-hour drive away from your front door. Damn it. Well, you know, I, I feel like the original incarnation of Fourth Times the Charm was a podcast Matt and I did beforehand. Uh-huh. And then we started fourth times the charm and that was like our second go. And it really didn't get judged up until Monty came along yeah. last year. Monty made it mad. And now next week as we begin our next iteration of the show, I think it's going to truly show to everyone <gasps> that the fourth the times the fuck? charm. Good night. And go! Good morning. Tasty. Tasty. Is that, is that you warming up for the mid-year roundup? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many for the mid-year roundup? Like, are we gonna have? 15 albums, albums, 136 songs. Ah, damn. I'm so behind on my albums. It's okay. Ben hasn't listened to nearly any of them, too. (laughs) Yay! Monty, say the line! Say the line! Well, you know what? It's a special occasion. It's a special occasion. Follow us on 4TTC.org. Hell yeah. It connects us right to our Instagram. And if you're on Instagram, just look us up on Fourth Time in China official. And because of Ben, I'm going to be playing this out. So talk to y'all later. Is that offensive? I, I think so. <laughs> I didn't hear any music like that in Hawaii. It's not offensive. Okay. Got it. Well, <laughs> but I'll <Okay>. get <laughs>